0: Thank you for joining us on the Faith Point Podcast. Faith Point is a ministry of Community Bible Baptist Church. I am your host, Hayden Anderson, and joining us as always is our pastor, Pastor John Stancil. Today on Faith Point Podcast, we are going to be talking about revivals, preaching out. And speaking of that, Pastor just got back from revival preaching up in Georgia and in North Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. We did. We had a great time.
1: we think about 18 years ago, uh, we began holding a week-long revival. First Sunday in August at Rosebud Baptist Church. This is a church that my uh, uncle, my Father's brother, pastors, and his pastor there now for twenty-five years, and uh, he asked us to come uh, eighteen years ago. we were obviously still in Texas at the time, wow! And uh, so we've been holding a continuous meeting there first Sunday of August, and we go through uh, Wednesday night every year, and it's homecoming on Sunday. And let me let me just tell you, if you are not from the South and you don't know about a homecoming service, uh, we start at ten thirty. We have one service for the day. And at this particular church, which is kind of similar to a lot of the churches there, uh, what you'd consider maybe a country church, uh, we have singing. And every year they'll bring in a special group. And so they'll sing for a half hour or so. And then I will preach. And then we go to the most important part of the day. Obviously, other than the Word of God, is dinner on the ground. Now, yes. listen, don't make the mistake. It's not dinner on the ground Grounds. Because that means you would be eating off the floor or off mm-hmm. the ground. But it's dinner on the grounds. Protein. And these are good old folks who bring every kind of vegetable. Oh, yes. All the meats. Casseroles. All the desserts. Oh, all yeah. the fixings. And uh, we have a blast. So we have dinner on the grounds and then... Usually on that Sunday night, I will either uh, go with my uncle if he's preaching somewhere or if I'm preaching somewhere, or we'll find a church that's not having a service because uh, we won't have a service, and then we'll kick off Monday night uh, for a revival meeting and go through the rest of the week. But we did that, and uh, this year we had a great time. I was able to preach, and I believe the Lord helped us. And um, I enjoy preaching I enjoy preaching out enough to know... I don't want to preach out any more than I already do. Yeah. I am not. We, we don't want you to leave. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't like, <laughs> I, 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 I do not <laughs> like traveling like that. Now, I've got friends that are evangelists and they're in a different church every week. And that's what they do, and that's what God's called them to do, but that's not me. I'm a pastor. Uh, I like the week in, week out, line upon line, precept upon precept, teaching and preaching, but I do like preaching out, and there's some
0: benefits to it. Yes. Well, I want to ask you a question here because you just got back from revival. We just talked a little bit about revival. What is your philosophy about revival? You just preached one, a revival up at Rosebud, and did some preaching around. What is, what is your personal philosophy on revival?
1: Well, let, let, let's, let's just make it very clear. In my opinion, this is not, thus saith the Lord. In my opinion, we need to be very careful that we don't have revival just for the sake of having a meeting. Gotcha. One of the things that, that I'm interested in is uh, talking to other pastors And uh, in the last few weeks, even on this trip, I had the opportunity to sit down with a dear friend of mine, and we really talked about some things. And one of the things that they shared with me and that we agreed on was we found ourselves being busy for busy's sake and scheduling things and and meetings and, and activities and events. And when you looked at the calendar you realize you were running from event to event. So I think sometimes we schedule a meeting because, well, just to be honest, we've always had a meeting, whether it's a spring revival, a fall revival, a back-to-school revival, uh, whatever. And and I really believe that every church ought to look at why they have a specific meeting. Let me give you the single vision approach. John and I, uh, Pastor Anderson, of course, at Pinecrest, when we started single vision and every year now for the ninth year, After the meeting is over, we evaluate, was the meeting what we wanted it to be, to accomplish things, what changes do we need to make? And we always ask the same question, and you know from me and our staff meetings, we ask right. the question, right. do we need to do it again? Yeah. Is it still a viable meeting? Is it something that we are seeing results as far as, I'm not talking about numerical things, I'm not talking about you know money or things like that, but is God still using the conference? Is it effective? Exactly. And I think a lot of churches, you know, just, well, it's 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 time for revival. Let's have revival. And yet I don't think that's the most effective way to do things. I think that a guy uh, ought to sit down, a pastor ought to sit down. What's his church need? And I've learned some things. There's there's certain things that a a specific pastor or preacher, itinerant evangelist, missionary, can perhaps help you with. For example, we have a mutual friend, Brother Pert. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a prayer revival. Yeah, Brother Beckham will come in and just preach that week on prayer. Now, that's not soul winning. That's not stewardship. That's, that's right. not. That's just learning to pray, emphasizing mm-hmm. prayer. Other people. I remember when Dr. Hudson was alive. You knew if Curtis Hudson was going to come to your church, he was going to preach on soul winning, soul winning, soul winning. Doesn't matter the text, doesn't matter the topic. Right. It was about getting people to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I have had guys that have come in that have been great. Bible teachers we had Brother Sexton, Ralph Sexton Jr come in several years ago and, and did a couple of sessions of a couple of messages excuse me uh, on prophecy and uh, really uh, challenged our people to look at the day in which we live and the coming of the Lord. And so what I, I think a church ought to do is where do we stand? you know are we are we in need of someone to really come in and and strengthen us for soul winning? are right. we in need for someone to come in? maybe a family conference and so mm-hmm. i think that as a pastor you ought to be very careful not just to have a revival but maybe have what your church needs and i'll be honest there's some years that i think we really need maybe this more than something else and i'll gotcha. tell the pastor I, yeah. i'll say look we're we're really kind of gearing toward this and uh, as you're preaching or preparing to preach this is kind of what i'm thinking yeah but uh I do love I do love revivals. and and to be honest, uh, I think that revivals are a great and necessary part of a church, right? to get out of the get out of the rut, get out of the routine, have somebody that is a different voice but more than likely saying the same thing to come in and challenge your people and uh, just set us out a few days. So uh, I'm for revival, but I'm for revival not just for the sake of having a revival meeting, but for accomplishing something, seeing God do a work. And so kind of a fine line, I guess, but uh, we definitely want to see it. I I think that... I think that our church is ready for a good meeting. I know that when we have the uh, jubilee, the, the meeting that we've had the right, last couple of years, right. it really stirs our people up. And I love the fact they want more. Yeah, they want more. We always we always say you know give them less and leave them wanting more. Yeah. but our people want to see that more. And so I believe that um,
0: it, it's a great help to churches. Yeah, thinking back uh, with with you pastoring community, I know uh, there's been times where you've, you've you said, "Hey, listen, we're gonna have revival," um, and I have uh, you know, Pastor um, uh, Jeff Jones. When you had oh, br- having yeah. Brother Jones, Brother Jones come down and and just having different preachers coming down and preaching at different times, and it wasn't exactly like we're gonna have this here. It it felt like when when that happened, man, it helped. Uh, and, and I, you could definitely see that just over looking back, you know, we had the Jubilee that was a kind of a get together of, of you, of brother Bailey, brother Pert and you, um, and seeing that now, if you were to look back into your life, what was one of the revivals that played a huge part in your life?
1: Well, my call to preach was at a revival meeting. It was, it was a sort of Lord conference. I Hudson would always host, uh, Atlanta area sword conference or Uh, what I mean by that is he would have Dr. Rice come down and uh, usually uh, two or three preachers that were associated back then with the sword and uh, it was at one of those meetings that God called me to preach on a Tuesday morning and uh, our church of course had the Christian school and so we went into chapel which was part of the revival and there were people from the church that had come in for that service and uh, the pastor got up to preach and and it was a Tuesday morning. I I went to the revival because I'm supposed to. I've been in school you have to obey the teacher. And, and that was a service that that, that pastor, I'll never yeah, forget. Right. Uh, he got up and he preached on the second coming of the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, two shall be taken, two shall be uh, in the field, one taken, one left, two in the bed, one taken, one left, two at the mill, one taken, one left, so on and so forth. And in that service, God spoke to me and he said, I'm coming back and I want you to give me your life and serve me until I. I come. right, And I mean, Hayden, this is as real as I'm talking to you. no audible voice, no vision, no apparition, but that service, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God called me to preach. So that one stands out the most to me as far as a revival meeting. Uh, that's where I was called to preach. But uh, we had several great meetings in the state of Texas, but we had Joe Arthur and Kenny one, and we had John Jenkins and we had... Uh, brother bobby Robertson, john hamlin uh roger henson uh just some great meetings we, we yeah. called them the uh, camp meetings on the coast yeah. we had one usually around january to help us kind of kick off our year and i remember a couple of years uh joe author and kenny Baldwin in particular uh that god just met with us and i mean you know uh, unusual services yeah um I tell the story often of uh, Brother Dan Davis, our assistant pastor at the time. Dan now oh, pastors yes. in, in uh, Chattanooga, it. Tennessee. But uh, God just began to meet with us, and you know we we, we want to shout and sing and say "Amen." But we're not what you would call a camp meeting type church, where that Woo! would be. You know, well, I mean, I, I enjoy it, but that's not our. That's not yeah. who we are. That's, right. You know, I'm not against it. It's just never been our, our our kind of cup of tea, as it was. But in that particular meeting. Um, the Hensons were singing, and uh, there'd been some great preaching that mm-hmm. week. Yes, and I mean, the Lord just began to move on some hearts, and and I mean, I, I you know, I cry pretty easily and and, and emotional get a little weepy, so I'm 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 crying and and just rejoicing, praising the Lord. Well, I look back. And uh, brother Davis, yeah. Now he is. Is if you don't know brother Dan, Dan oh, Dan is, is the uh, yes. He look is. in the dictionary next to next to you know school principal or or um, un, like, under, undertaker. You know how he just, <laughs> but he's just a, he's just a, a great guy. But he's just a uh, a very laid back, blank face kind of guy. Man, I look back in the back of the auditorium, and in the very back, I mean, he's behind all the chairs. He's yes. way by himself. Uh, he didn't come forward. He went backwards. <laughs> but he had his Bible lifted in both hands over his head, just walking around like Joshua in Jericho Wow. and just yeah. weeping. And I mean tears of just absolute joy. Amen. And uh, just just weeping and just rejoicing mm-hmm. and praising. Lord, I think that may be one of my sweetest memories, uh, just that service that night was just so wonderful of God just really doing some things, and that helps our church. We love those camp meetings. In fact, that was one of the highlights, if not the highlight, of our year. And uh, we'd always try to bring in guys that uh, could help us, and uh, we've had all kinds of great preachers, but uh, I'll tell you, a good part of revival for us has always been having good music, Yes. and uh, the Henson's probably our favorite, Uh, Brother Roger and Miss Kay and the girls, of course, Micah, when he was uh, alive, uh, they would always just do a tremendous job of honoring the Lord with their music. They were they were about praising the Lord every time and and proclaiming truth, not not about performing as much and very sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading. We had the Rochester's, we had others, but uh, music just really helped set the tone. And then the preaching we we wanted preachers to come in. And uh, one thing I love about both churches I've pastored community and Valverde um, preachers would come in and say, you know, Brent, these are very easy people to preach to. They they love preaching. I believe that is our church. flavor now is they love for you to preach and, and they want to be preached to. They don't. They, I don't think you could come in and try to entertain our church as much. I think they want to be preached to. And,
0: yeah. and Those
1: meetings were special. They, know, they helped us. One thing that I found now, uh, I remember when Julie was uh, with us, uh, Julie and Tyler, and Julie would say, uh, we'd be talking in the staff meeting about revival and she would say something like this. She'd say, well, whether the church needs revival or not, you need revival and she was talking to me and i would i would look at her like what do you mean and she's like you know we've noticed over the years these meetings when others come in and preach yeah you get the chance to hear yeah and you get so the true. chance to listen and you get the chance to be preached too and she would say that she'd say now look i know you may not be thinking we need revival but You need revival. And so one of the great things about preaching, I'll say this about preachers coming to me and me going to preachers, whether or not the church may need it, the pastor may need it. And it's just a good time for me to be able to unplug and maybe for the first time, worship with our church and listen with our church, not preaching for or to our church. And uh, I I think that one of the things that I've tried to do over the years when when a pastor will call me in to preach for him, whether I help the church or not, my goal is to help that pastor. Yeah. My goal is to be an encouragement to that pastor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've I've been in meetings where, you know, during the daylight when we were just sitting around talking or, or maybe going to visit or having lunch. They'll just be able to unload and then just share some burdens and things uh, that they really can't share with members. And so they get to have somebody for a few days that can really bear that burden with them. And so one of the things I want to do when I go preach is be a blessing. And I I want preachers to be a blessing to me as well. Right. right. So if you never want to come back to our church, here's a here's a little formula. Don't spend time with my people. Yeah don't spend time with my folks there are preachers that stay in the room come and preach and go back to the room that's you're one and done here because part of you coming is to know my people and, and learn to love them and number two spend time with me spend time with our family because uh we are the ones that nine out of ten times are carrying the load and carrying the burden i've had i've had evangelists too and obviously wouldn't name any names or anything but if you call me on the phone i'll tell you who it is but um <laughs> I, 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 but you know they come in and 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 they don't seem to be interested in me but, and, and it's kind of funny they tend to drift toward money Mm-hmm or influencers in the church. Mm. And that always, to me, is a bad sign. Um, if you're coming to our church, you need to come to help the pastor right. help the people. right? And uh, so we had a guy come in, and, and he, he didn't seem to want to spend any time with us, but I found him spending a lot of time with some folks that maybe had some influence and in, in other things. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure what his motive is, but I don't like it. And so you're one and done here, you right. know, kind of deal. Right. And um, revivals are great, but they're, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. I think not every pastor fits with every church, not every evangelist fits with every church. There's, there's just different styles and tastes. And so right. I believe if you call somebody in, you better be very confident that they're not going to hurt you. There's guys that I love personally that I'm a little hesitant to have in because I'm not going to have them as they say blow in, blow up, and blow out, and mm-hmm. then leave me to clean up the pieces. And so right. I don't want these guys that are known for uh, the brash statements and the harsh statements. I like now. Listen again. Let's let's clarify. You can't preach hard enough for me. But you can't also come in and tear up right. what we spent the last you know ten years yeah, trying they, to build, yeah. and to come in and make uh, jokes that are irreverent, or make jokes that are out of place, or make statements that do more damage than good. And so, there's a lot of guys that, that they don't they don't think about that. They have some big name guy come in. Again, you know, just a lot of preachers out there trying to make a name for themselves. A lot of right. young evangelists. So they'll say things on Facebook or social media that get a lot of attention but what you don't realize is that'll hurt your church and so part of being a shepherd is you have to protect the flock and uh, it's just a great great battle for you to bring those people in that really help and uh, so what i've learned is this very simple if he helps me he'll help my people right and uh, i want people that are going to come in to help me help my people and uh, we want to have those kind of preachers come in so usually it's people i know people that have a track record of being a blessing. And uh, we do shy away from those flamboyant Mm -hmm. or or controversial because I don't want to have that one visitor you bring uh, come in and and have something silly said or stupid said Mm -hmm. from the pulpit and uh, blow them out
0: of the water when you're trying to reach them for Christ. Absolutely. And now um, coming up, uh, in the fall and we're approaching fall it's coming it's like right on the corner we have something kind of uh, exciting Pastor what what do we got going on? Well we have a couple of things uh, one is we have our missions conference right and
1: uh, it's exciting we do different missions conference a lot of people we do not necessarily bring in a preacher To preach missions, I have a responsibility fifty two weeks out of the year to preach missions. When we have a missions conference, we bring in missionary families, right? And uh, we want our church to get to know them. So we do that conference a little different, not preaching as much as learning about those families as individuals, as people, as Christians. uh, And and it's so fun; it's so cool to get to know them. We was about three or four years ago we we changed our format. Yeah. And uh, I don't need to preach to you about missions. I preach to you about missions all the time. I need you to learn who your missionary is. I need you to become part of what that missionary is trying to do. You tell our people Andrew Smith, uh, Rooftop Missions. You tell our people uh, the Leans or whoever it's been that's come through on a conference after our format change. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, wife is this name and kids are this name and we went out to eat here and they said this because the three or four nights of our conference, three or four days of our conference, it's about getting to know them. Right? If you get to know them, the money and the support is not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So we do, We missions conferences become quite a huge deal with us and it's because we really invest our time in getting to know the missionary, uh, getting to know them personally and if I can Get you and the missionary connected. Uh, the problem will not be getting money. The problem will be uh, you only want to support that one. Yeah, right. And so we want to have missionaries come in, and uh, you get to spend time with them. So we have missions
0: conference coming up, and um, that's a big deal for us. I think I think we do that in October. We do. We do. It's coming up in October. And after Missions Conference, do we have anything else coming up?
1: Not on the calendar, but something that the Lord touched my heart about while I was gone last week, I was praying about. Uh, there are many men that have influenced me, and our church doesn't know them. Then there are some folks that we've had the privilege to influence over the years, and I was thinking about doing a Timothy Barnabas-type meeting where my folks that have influenced me get to meet our church, and our church gets to meet them and maybe some of our Preacher boys that have come through, or some other preachers that we've had opportunity. Awesome. And I I haven't done anything with that other than a thought, and don't know if I could figure out a time. But uh, I do know, Brother John Hamlin will be with us. Uh, We have him coming in for a Sunday this year, and I was thinking around that time, maybe setting something up to uh, to do that because John is one of those men that's been a help to me over the years. Yes. And uh, there's some other men that uh, I would like our church to meet. And it's always interesting to me when I make a statement, so and so or such and such, somebody will. Go and Google that person and look them up and say, "Oh, Pastor mentioned them," and uh, there's some great folks that uh, have really had a part in who we are. Right. And I'd like our church to meet them. And so i was thinking maybe a Timothy Barnabas type thing. Uh, I've got some dear friends that I actually graduated college with 20 plus years ago now, and uh, they're pastoring faithful men. I'd love our church to meet them, guys like Ryan Ballus and Chad Korea and others. So thinking maybe something like that. I don't know if we can pull it off soon. But uh, that's something. And then uh, it may be time for just a good old camp meeting on the coast. We might we might so. want to schedule something. I know 2020, and that's a couple of years from now, obviously, but when we move into the new building, it's going to be like Solomon's dedication of the temple. We're yes, going to have... We're going to have a week or two of just meeting after meeting and just we're going to blow the doors off that new building. So I'm already planning for that
0: big meeting. And uh, up until then, we'll do some neat things. It's going to be exciting. Hey, well, if you're in your place and you're excited, we are looking forward to Missions Conference and getting to know our missionaries. We're looking forward to uh, hearing Brother Hamblin coming up uh, in the uh, this year. So thank you so much for joining us. That concludes our podcast for today. If you like some more information about Faith Point Podcast, you can email us at media.faithpoint at gmail.com. If you'd like to know more about Community Bible Baptist Church, you can go on our website, look up service times, events, ministries to plug into. The website is cbbcfla.com. Don't forget, go on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. And once again, I am your host, Hayden Anderson. Remember that no matter where you are, no matter where you're from, God always meets you at your faith point. We'll see you next time.